What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Oh no, some about some about mass just give me like Tuskegee, Alabama. <laughs> Mash record. Mash, I love mash record. Mash answer. Like, what the freak mash? When I think of mash, I literally think of like breaking up a potato. Mash the bun, man. Turn them loose. I, listen, the fact that turn them loose was on a meme. Listen, because it's iconic, I'm telling you. Anyways, what is up, Draco? Happy July 6th. Howdy. What you do for us, uh, your second Juneteenth? Um, oh my god, I had a really fun weekend. So um this is one of the the first times that I've been off during this holiday uh, or whatever. Um so I just went out. I've come to the conclusion, I mean, I've always felt like this though. Um I I don't ever think that we just speaking as a black community for the most part, um I don't think that we celebrate Independence Day for what it really means. That's just a day for us to barbecue and go swimming. Totally agree. Just like uh, Columbus Day. Well, we never really we'll celebrate Columbus, for Columbus Day. Day. But you know, whenever there's a day where most people are off, we just we just use that to cook out. Like we never be like, yeah. I you won't ever be singing uh, the national anthem and stuff. We just know we off. Now I remember when I was little, we used to get Fourth of July outfits, so we would get like American flag outfits my that old, old navy, navy shirt uh, yeah that was just the thing yeah yeah that was like a trend but other than that like we never really celebrated for what it was but um i just ended up going out i had clients this weekend as well so i ended up going out um after my clients i went to a little house party on friday which was so much fun i've come to it was a, it was an outside house party so they had like a, a a few tents outside and everybody was just outside chilling under the tents um the only thing that i hate about atlanta house parties is that you have to pay to get in them so it was like 25 dollars to get into somebody's house and i'm Who's like the house of god i'm trying to understand uh, if you ask me they was having a rent party but okay. it was fun it was fun it was a what lot of people. was it a big house it was a decent sized backyard well i ain't gonna i'm not gonna play their house it was it was nice. It was nice. Um, the backyard was big, so they hit the way they had to set up was really was nice. Um, the only thing the only thing that um was bad was people's shoes kept getting messed up because they did try to put something down, but that didn't stop the dirt because it was so many people. And then on the inside, they had like hookahs and uh, oh, that was another thing. The hookahs was fifty dollars. How much does it normally cost so I can know how to react to that? Twenty five. <laughs> Oh, they definitely was having a rent party. Or they're trying to pay like, even on the club. Now, if if you go to the club, you know they hike everything up. Even at the club, it'd be thirty dollars, thirty five. But $50. who? But did you pay for it? No. Oh. <laughs> now I support black business, but don't go off like that. That's hilarious. Now I would. I haven't been to any kind of party like that in a long time. But I will say, house parties was my preferred. Um, yeah, it's more it's a different vibe. But I, kickback. I, like- I said kickback. Yeah, this was definitely not a kickback. This was definitely a party because there was so many people that I saw. Dennis, Dennis was there. Oh, I see him in his blood outfit. Period. But yeah, so we I did that Saturday. Saturday, uh, Saturday, I was supposed to go to a day party, but um, I just didn't really have the energy to leave the house. Like I was fully dressed and everything. Took pictures, didn't go nowhere. So I stayed in the house, and then Sunday I ended up going 
to a day party, um, which was so much fun. I went to a new spot called Paparazzi. And then afterwards we attempted to go to Havana Club, but it was a lot going on. So I got out the line and just went home. You don't feel like overwhelmed going to all these kind of parties and stuff, like all these turn up environments? Um, I have to be in the mood for it. So for me, which um, is every weekend, right? No, <laughs> um, no. Like for for the most part on the weekends, um, I'll be in the house except Sunday. Like Sunday, I'll if I'm off, I'll probably go out to brunch or something. Like okay. I'll go out to get dinner, but um. Even when I do like hang out, I'll go to 10th and Piedmont, which is outside, and it's not a party. It's just everybody just hangs out on the outside of 10th and Piedmont. So it's not like a club club. I feel the like only- you have gone to a club every weekend since COVID dropped. Me? You got to be lying. Maybe no. I'm confused. I don't know. It just seems like you go to the club a lot. Maybe I'm tripping. I, I think that you think that I'm at a club and I'm probably at like a restaurant or something. Over the DJ and the lights off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. My bad, I mean, sir. The only, the only little spots that I would probably go to um, is like the after hours. Oh, but even still, I'm like, you grown, pool. Yeah, I'm just trying to see. Because in my head, I'm like. It do I'm, seem like that, though. That one, and then when you name all these places, I'm like, damn, dude getting sleep. This this how, this how you know how I always been. Well, I, you don't go out at all. So I'm sure that's probably like extreme. Right. And when I do one thing, I'm like, whoo, that's see y'all next yeah. semester. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. See, the thing is, when I go out, I go out. So I'll go to like three places in one day. Oh, Jesus. So that's probably why I, I just got sleeping here and you say that. Yeah, like I like one day I kid you not, I went out, I hung out with Ricky, and me and Ricky went to six clubs in one day. I promise I'm not joking. That's a lot. You know, also I hear all I hear is money. I see dollar signs. You know how you go well, on see, Yelp? See, 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 here's what here's the thing. I have a little bit more advantage and privilege above other people. Oh shade. Lord. So I don't be having to pay. So you just go inside, you don't buy no drink, don't buy no food. I do buy drinks. So I'm saying this is money. Like I don't I get ice water. Um <laughs> The places that I do have to pay for um, that day that we went with the Bulldogs, Bulldogs was three dollars. Bulldogs drinks are also seven dollars, so I probably mm. spent all of eleven dollars. Seven dollars too much for me. It's either one fifty for the sweet tea or free ice water. Oh, and that my sweet God. tea better have light ice and it better have extra lemons and heavy on the sugar. I didn't do nothing yesterday. I actually was supposed to take Hazel to see her um, grandmother. She was not having that car ride. So we turned, we spent the block, went back home. What was going on? She was barking. Yeah, dogs do not like car rides. At least early on, you got to really get them used to it. And every time I have to take her to the vet or um, whatever the case is, she goes crazy. And this was going to be like a 45 minute drive. So I wasn't even about to play. I'm like, I don't blame you, sir. We just finna go home. But it's funny because yesterday she was in the car and she she was still freaking out, but not as bad. But that first, that on 4th of July, I swear to God, everybody around the car had to hurt it. They probably thought I was kidnapping her. I swear, dog napping her. It was it was fireworks? No, it wasn't fireworks. This was like early in the day. We, honestly, we don't get a lot. Oh, yeah. We don't really get none either. We, um... Yeah, we don't really get none anymore because they do it, um... They do it in Atlantic Station for certain events. Like if they have like 
Cirque du Soleil or something or a circus, whatever they be having yeah. over there to do it. But other than that, no. Yeah, well, I mean, there were several people that was doing it, but it's just not that. It's, it wasn't as bad as when I was living in the hood. Like, I seen a lot of my people, like a lot of my friends and cousins was complaining about it. I'm like, oh, after the 4th of July, I didn't hear no more. I actually think they need to ban them. I've seen too many too too many videos of explosions oh my god first of all they used to be banned in georgia and they were still shooting them but i think that they realized how much money was involved and they you know people just drive to alabama and get them but did you see that video that guy chasing that girl with the fireworks like as if he was shooting at her yeah i don't like that that's not even funny people was it was a kid doing it too that gave this little boy like the one that you shake up and then shoot out like that he was pointing at like people. you could literally set somebody on fire. Like I don't understand how that's the other thing. The hairstylist was lighting them in the house, pointing them at people in the house. What like what about that is you think is like for real, for real? Not you, but like what about that seems like a good idea? Don't know. So, uh, let me do the black business of the week because I got one. I got one hack. So the black business of the week this week is gonna go to her name is C Monaco. See, Monaco is a Atlanta-based designer, and I've got a few things made from her before. I love, If y'all don't notice, I love custom stuff, and the reason why is because of how I'm shaped, let's be honest. <laughs> I love real, I love, like, creative looks, and I love, like, fire clothes, but I feel like when it comes to anybody who wears oversized 2X and shirts, um, the fashion gets really boxy. It gets really... Bl- like bland like especially when you go to fast fashion websites but even on re- like regular like designer stuff like for, for instance like Rick Owens, Gucci, all these other companies like that they don't really make cute clothes or clothes that really fit my body style so I have to get custom all the time so I'm always in search of new designers but I've gotten something made from her in 2000, 2000 and 16 or 17 i can still fit it and it's still it it's like not coming apart or nothing now that's something that i've had um, a problem with in the past because i got like some overalls made from somebody before and they were well constructed but within two years they started to come loose and i had Mm -hmm. somebody to fix it her stuff like i can literally pull it and I love that. You know, I've seen it often with like handmade stuff. It's no shade to the designer, but sometimes I don't know what extra effort is necessary for it to, you know, stay together. Yeah. Um, I actually was gonna get her to make me something for my birthday this year. However, she's pregnant and she's far along in her pregnancy, and now they want to have to bother her about it. But she's still making stuff. She's like, I still do it. But I'm like, girl, no. But um, her actual clothing page is c.m studios but she's really professional she is really neat like her work is really it looked like you bought the stuff out of the store okay. like i'm not kidding like my even kind like of carrying on the seams of it the way it fits and then i always just have her just make mine custom like if, if she has something on, on her site and i like it i'll be like can you make me this but in this size and then just like make it shorter or whatever like i always have her like make it should have a dress version, but I have her making it into a shirt, something like that. Like now, when look. you get custom clothes, does that end up getting expensive? Um, it can be, but for the most part, from like even this picture behind me, <laughs> that outfit that's mm-hmm. custom. Um, I got that made in another shirt made, 
And mind you, this shirt that I just showed you, it came with gloves and a mask. I think together, I only spent like $300. You don't think that's expensive? For custom, no. Oh, okay. Because the thing about custom... No, I, I appreciate the work, but I guess when I think of expensive for an outfit or something, I don't think... I maybe think 100 See, I have something. To th I have to think about... Um, the, I don't buy my own fabric, too. So you have to factor that in. So I they have to buy my fabric. And this shirt that I have is snakeskin. The shirt, it was like snakeskin gloves, a mask, and a hat. I mean, and the shirt. And then the other shirt was made was velvet. So, I mean, that does get really pricey. And then you have to pay them for the labor, of course. Yeah. So 300 for that wouldn't be a lot. Because I, I, I look at people like even Angel Brinks. Angel Brinks make, makes a lot of custom stuff. And her stuff is like six thousand dollars. Yeah, now that makes sense. But I guess I just, um, in my eyes, my need for something custom would be like more of a like special occasion. So yeah. when you mentioned that you like a lot of custom stuff. To me, it's like so you shop that way primarily for the most part. Yeah. No, no, not all the time. But if I want, if I'm doing something like a, if it's my birthday or if I have a photo shoot or something or or a special event, I definitely have to get custom. For one, I don't want to walk in there because it seems like every time my boy has have has an event, for the most part, men always go straight to Zara or ASOS. Listen, I've been sleep I've been sleeping on Zara for a long time. So when we when people have on the same dress and then we on the shade room, who wore it best? I'm sorry, I only have forty dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Well, shout out to CM Studio. Oh, sorry, CMC Monaco is what I meant to say, right? That's how. Yeah, okay. I think it's I think it's C Monaco. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. When I think about that store that was in the mall. Sarah, Club Monaco. Club Monaco. <laughs> oh, oh! I used to always be like, "Why they call it a club?" Anyway, okay, cool. I'll put the information in the episode notes per use. You know the vibes. Um, let's get to shop talk. Shop talk. First things first. I want to talk about um. P. Diddy said that he used to, let me just read what he said. He said, one day when I was growing up, I woke up and there was 15 roaches on my face. At that moment, I said, H, no, I refuse to live like this. Work hard, believe in your crazy dreams and never settle. Twitter was really in a, uh, in a state of shock when he said he woke up to 15 roaches in his face. Now, I don't know how he saw that many from his POV. Maybe it was dramatization. And I don't live in a house that had a lot of roaches, but I can truly say I never woke up with none on my face. And I ain't judging, but it was, that was pretty intense. I've definitely been over people's houses and like you cut the light on and they just start, start scattering. Scrambling. Definitely used to live like that. Now that was definitely. On like the floor though, not on my face. 20 roaches. Yeah, hopefully he meant in his, like, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, maybe he meant that he could see 15 day in his face, like Yeah, like in his face and not literally that I can face. understand, but you know, but we talk about it. It was hilarious because um people's like, I grew up with roaches. Now you probably see two or three. No, <laughs> no. You ain't gonna see no 15. They don't even roll like that. Yes, they do. Especially like, they just hatched the egg. You know that's what I'm saying. The baby roach. Oh, <laughs> I remember one time. Let me tell you something how so how drum like how much I despise roaches. One time, I, I promise you, I went over to somebody's house and I slept in a bed and I couldn't sleep because they had roaches and I knew it. I promise you, the roach was so little. And I was laying in the bed and I'm like, bro, and I had on a shirt and some shorts. I said, bro, I feel like I'm laying on a roach. <laughs> like I felt something like wiggling. 
And I'm like, ain't no way hell my big ass body can feel a little roach wiggling. Oh, baby, them things be body lift, body Alicia, lifting weight. I lifted, I lifted up, and it was a roach under me. <gasps> but it was oh, a my, little one. Oh my god, he was pushing you up and down. That how they get. That how they become water bugs. They lift people up. <laughs> oh my god, I, it, roaches are just that. That topic is just. I'm itching right now. I'm just yeah, uh, it's traumatizing, man. I just got one little nasty story. I remember one time. Uh, when my mom was washing my hair in the bathtub, she had she used to get she used to just be wilding with the water. It'd be all my eyes, face, mouth, you know, just no regards for my visual, visual, my eyesight. So she used to wash. Why my- you wear glasses? <laughs> right, you know, took out my cornea. She would <laughs> give me a rag to cover my face so the water wouldn't get into my eyes. Definitely had a roach on the rag. Oh, that was facing my face. And I think about it all the time. And I've had to be like nine, ten, but I literally think about it to this day. Alicia, it didn't touch you, did it? I don't want to tell you what it touched. Yeah. But it was dead by the time I discovered it. Okay. I'm moving on because I can't talk about that no more. <laughs> I remember when I was young, I used to lie and say I ain't have roaches whenever I'd be talking about it with my friends, but I'm sure we all had them. So why everybody would lie to each other? When we moved in our apartments, like each apartment we moved in, definitely were was roaches in there. But my mama knew how to get them things out of there. Like she would use that white powder stuff and put boric acid. Oh, that's do the job right there. Yeah, and we never seen them again. But your house yeah. smell like stank fart. We used to see. I think the worst we ever had it was at Parker Greenbrier, and we did used to put stuff down. But everybody around us clearly wasn't doing it, so it was hard yeah. to get rid of them. They would just come back. Yeah. Um. When I lived in Sandy Springs, our neighbors were so dirty, like they had freaking roaches everywhere. Oh my god! I'm so they used to come in our house, but we ended up calling the rent office on them. It was that bad. They were pushing y'all yeah. out your bed. They was like coming through the. My, I, I just, I'm not really a fan of roaches for show, but when it come, when they be in your kitchen. Oh my god! I swear, you know, I actually remember. I remember one day. This was when we was in HHC, and y'all had came over my house, and I remember that specific day. I was like, let me just turn the kitchen lights on now, so when they get here, they not gonna see the roach. <laughs> Wow. I'll tell you, bro, I have I have so many roach memories, man. It's a shame. I'm just so thankful I don't live like that no more. Oh Jesus. Um uh-uh, Hannah. Well, I'm about to say. Um, yeah, it was in the cabinet. I just I, and and do you know those those are like considered germ roaches? They carry it's, germs. We know. Remember we called the episode germ roaches. I never forget. And they stink, they got a smell. They got a smell. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, please. What you got? <laughs> um, I have a lot today. There's so much going on. There's so many coons out here. Coons, so many coons. Um, which one do I start with? Um, let's start with. You think I should start with the hood healer or Brandon? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, let's start with her because I feel like the one I think you're gonna talk about is gonna take a little bit more time, and we're gonna be like, let's move on. Um. Okay. So let me just go to the post that really because any, any first of all. I think that anybody who follows, and I don't care who gets offended, anybody who follows the hood healer and think that what she says is okay, they have a really bad mental illness. I see so many mixed reviews on her. 
Like some people really love her and some people really can't stand her. This is this is my take on it before I even because I can't find I think she erased the post. She made the her page private because I tagged her in a post, so maybe it's in my DM. I definitely seen that and I was like, oh, this one on your close friends either. Oh no, I wanted her to see it. I think she blocked me. Or something. I never seen this message before. It says the hood healer cannot receive your message. Let me see. I'm about to go to it on my page. Receive your message? Yeah. Basically saying I'm trying to DM her and it won't and she can't see it. You you just tried to DM her just now? No, the the one that I did earlier. What what's her name? The hood healer. Why is not coming up? Did I get blocked too? Oh, uh, it say her page is private, but I can't. I yeah, can't. Now do- it is. It wasn't private earlier because that's why I reposted that thing. But anyway, oh, well, this is what I get when I go to her. It lets me message her. Yeah, mine say I think she probably did something to my page. You deserved it. I did. Um, she posted something um saying that people call you homophobic and transphobic just because you have um opposing opinions or something like that. It wasn't even that verbatim. Um, it says something like if you question or disagree with something from the LGBTQ, you are a homophobic and you're an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, trying to be funny. And I just was basically because I think that a lot of people think that. And, and I and I don't know if I talked about this on the episode last week, but I had a situation about a week or two ago where I had to confront um some colleagues of mine and also a friend of mine all at the same time because they said some things that were very uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. and it was very homophobic and even though it wasn't about me or they weren't necessarily talking about me I had to explain to them that I have friends who identify as those things as those types of people and they identify with those characteristics and that's rude right. and it's very offensive to me you know what I'm saying because what if you know just because, like I don't nobody should be able should have to just be uh put in a box like if you're this you need to act like this that's just like saying that's like saying you can't wear your bonnet to the airport i was literally about to say that oh for real and i I call myself trolling wow that's just that is that's just like saying that you can't wear your bonnet to, uh, to the airport or you're this type of person or if you're a black woman you have to wear your hair a certain type of way because that's classy this is, you know, what, what, how can I not be classed with Afro or braids? Hello, how it grow out my darn head. Thank you. So that's, that's basically what it, you know, the conversation was about, it was just about, um, cause they basically were saying that they like me because I'm not one of the extra gays. I hate those types. Disrespectful. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what, what, what do you mean by that? Because are you saying the extra because they dress a certain way and you, you don't like the way they dress or whatever the case may be. And I had to explain to them how that was offensive and how stupid that was. Because I'm like, if I were to wear heels one day, I wanted to put heels on because that's what I felt like putting on. I should be okay. I should be right. I should feel comfortable with doing that. That those are things that people don't realize that is homophobic. And that's not an opinion. Not to, I mean, it, that, you can't have an opinion on stuff like that. Not for real. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But everything isn't doesn't need to be just 
expressed in that manner and you need to have at least compassion for another human being but people don't think that way they just think about how they were taught growing up and they had the nerve to say oh because if my child come home like that or do that then I'm kicking them out or we because we're not having it. I work too hard I say you work too hard for your child to be straight mm. Like, what does that mean? Like, literally, what, what is, you know, I'm always, we always, every time we talk about this subject, it's literally the same questions. Like, this, you know, it's about who they having sex with. What exactly does that have to do with you? Like, it's just like certain things. Like, it's just like your your child choosing to go to a certain school or choosing to play a certain sport. Like, these are things that interest them or they, they feel more connected to. So let them be them. They're not being harmful to nobody. I think that my problem with the hood healer is that she feels just because she is she identifies with being a spiritual being she identifies with sage and um palo santo and crystals that it makes everything that comes out of her mouth credible and right and my thing about it is those are just objects i mean they they're used for what they're used for and i i own them i own sage i own crystals i own stuff like that but i'm i definitely don't use those things to create narratives about people that may be harmful or speak negatively about certain types of people or even just to file with science because I remember one day she just said something like um there's basically no way that nobody can be naturally gay like they have to have some sort of trauma she even said that postpartum depression doesn't exist like it's not real see what I'm saying like, I think that the reason why people like her is because I had this conversation with my friend Whitney earlier because she was just saying how, like, um, she met her. And from the moment that she met her, um, it was terrible. Like, she said she felt a bad energy about her. Mm-hmm. And she was just saying basically that she feels as if, like, the reason why people connect with her or they or they, they um, follow her is because for one, people connect with her because of those things. They see a spiritual person. They and and for one, people love a leader. They love to have somebody who's superior and that they can listen to and they feel like, you know what I'm saying, what they're saying is right. And also identifying with that sage and that spiritual being, people love love that and they hold on to that. And I I, I really do hate that. And I even hate the fact that um I re- I, I genuinely have a love for Summer Walker, but I feel as if she is one in the same with her. She follows <laughs> every huh? Something. She she's one in the same with her. She speaks so many different um both of them speak so like on things that are 100 percent wrong. They make these accusations about things that are wrong. Um they come up with all these ignorant reasons of why people do certain things or how this is just wrong to just do and I just never understand it I'm I'm not a fan of it I can't I don't see it um don't recommend she's trash okay <laughs> um yeah and we're just okay. gonna end it right there because I, I'm not here to bash but yeah I I've never, you know, the first time I ever heard of her was when I went to, I think it was called um, 29 Rooms. It was one of those like uh, Instagram photo museums and she had a room, but they were doing like palm readings and my cousin was not going for it. And so we didn't do it, but it, it was about a hood healing. That's what first put her on my radar. But after that, I did see people like call her homophobic and just saying a lot of different things. And the, the tweets that I saw to support that was enough for me to be like, uh, I'm good. But I can't, I did watch an interview of her on the Girl I Guess podcast with Karen Civil and Mean Lee. 
and it did it definitely left a bad taste in my mouth and I'm really glad that Karen and Ming like stood firm in their belief they didn't really like they would be they were having a respectful and honest conversation with her but when she would say certain stuff like especially when she talked about postpartum depression not being real like she kind of just tried to play it off like just get some sleep just take a break you know what I'm saying and Ming was like no like I'm telling you I I experienced this and I'm just I guess I'm just glad that she they didn't just try to you know some people to appease people, people like, oh. that and she's literally just now starting she she's yes she's pregnant herself she's pregnant now they were her first child so you're telling people about something that you haven't even experienced yeah exactly Weird yeah it's, it's actually really crazy but yeah it didn't sit well with me I, I i mean i definitely appreciate how ming and um karen stood their ground on it um i don't think it left no bad taste in their mouth about her but i'm just it just showed the different perspectives and i chose the side that i wanted to be on so yeah so okay cool let's move on what else oh i want to talk about um i mean <laughs> This usually be something you report on but i'm gonna go ahead and talk about it uh so basically um, huh on august 1st kim kardashian is shutting down kkw beauty um for a rebrand sounds to me like it's gone we're gonna drop the w <laughs> oh, oh snap i ain't even think about that yeah somebody in the comments said as long as it don't become kkk <laughs> you know what you know what Points were made. But yeah, so she said um, on August 1st at midnight, we will be shutting down the KKWbeauty.com site so we can come back to you under a completely new brand with new formulas that are more modern, innovative, and packaged in an elevated and sustainable new look. I'm excited to continue to develop and expand my product range for you to finally be able to experience it the way that I have always envisioned. That's some shade to Kanye. In addition, my team is hard at work to improve the customer. Okay. Basically, she's just saying that you're going to be able to buy all her products from one single website. Got it um now, i don't know if that includes skims but because she said beauty and cosmetic i don't really think clothing falls under that so nah so it'd probably be kkw fragrance in that because oh, okay. fragrance line um so now only if kylie just didn't finish doing this i would have said it has something to do with kanye um kylie shut down kkw beauty i mean not kkw kylie cosmetics maybe like two months ago for a rebrand and what happened was she made all of her products vegan and um uh non whatever hold on let me go look it's like non-gmo non <laughs> not non-gmo that's food so that's, i know but if it's vegan uh her her beauty brand now is all clean vegan cruelty free and gluten free okay so she rebranded so that um she can have those products because i think that we're in a time where everybody's very, 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 very health conscious, especially in her community, because she lives in LA. They literally ask about, like, I've witnessed this, they ask about everything. And LA is probably one of the only few places I've been to where when you go out to the grocery store, you have to pay for bags. To, oh, California, they banned plastic bags several years ago. Didn't know that. Yeah, you had to pay 10 cents and you'll get a, a paper bag, I believe. They still, yeah, they have like the um reusable like, bags, not the reusable ones, but they have um biodegradable plastic bags now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they'll that, be like, that's a, a statewide thing. That, uh, yeah, I was like, wow. So I think that that definitely plays a big part. And her sister is like very conscious about that. Courtney, she always be talking about like gluten free candy and all this other stuff. So Listen, like, it it could still have something to do with Kanye. <laughs> but yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it definitely could though 
But she signed it as Kim Kardashian West. Yeah, because she ain't divorced yet. <laughs> I don't know. She could, though. She could be doing that. I'll say this much. You can definitely tell that they're not together no more because her fashion is definitely yeah, not where it was. I don't know what's going on yet. A few pictures I've seen, I'm like, what year is it? Is it 2010? Yeah. I know that got to be hard, though, because your husband uh, or your ex well, her not ex-husband yet but her husband was her stylist for what the last how long they were married eight years and then even before they were married or together he was still using her as his muse so she he was still like low-key styling her before they were dating well i feel like and maybe i'm wrong but i do feel like you don't you unless you just didn't think about it you when somebody puts you on to fashions like that and styles you you kind of adopt that vision a little bit and yeah. she must just didn't even think twice or maybe she just didn't even want to wear the stuff he had her <laughs> I think that I, it could be that and it could be the simple fact that she just don't care want to not even, yeah she don't care and then she doesn't want to like mimic his style that he had her in if that mm. makes sense like you don't want to be like okay let me I just want a whole rebrand now because and she don't know because she been letting him dress her for so long that she don't really have like her own vision because he could have yeah. been going shopping for her. like Kanye is really into fashion obviously but that's just and now she probably has to find a whole new styling team yeah true that, true know? but even before they were dating and she was dressing herself she she wore black leggings and a blazer and that a was off. her uniform yeah like she ain't wear nothing for real so i'm like she ain't got no sense of style like that okay but ain't everybody then- ministry Period. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely sweatsuits and Crocs. That's my style. I love bummy looks, oversized t-shirts, shorts, and leggings. No. I've never been a fashion girl, so I can get away with it. Period. Can't relate. Um. Okay. Anyway, so what you got? <laughs> so this past weekend it was Black Gay Pride. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, we do have separate pride from the regular, um, you know, traditional gay pride that each city or state has um for obvious reasons i mean of course just like in any other community we have to have our own celebrations because of just the way that things are like we don't have black in in black gay pride the only thing i hate is that we don't have like parades you know stuff that you see on tv and what you think pride is Mm -hmm. um the black gay pride is pretty much just club events like it's never nothing and that's one thing i can't really get with because i'm like it's club events and then they just raise the prices really high and it's so crowded so many people that's neither here nor there but um so this past weekend it was uh la black gay pride and they booked Sheikah and amaya scott for as the special guest for um a club it was a, a promoter brandon anthony who is a really 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 popular promoter um now, I don't know if he's from L.A., if I'm not mistaken. I think that he's from here, like, from what I heard. Cause okay. I, I thought that he was, I think that he's from here, from Atlanta. Uh, but he lives in L.A., and he's, he throws, like, these huge parties. Like, when I was there recently, that was, like, the talk of the weekend. They were like, oh, you should stay. Brandon Anthony's having a party. He always has these big parties. Everybody always shows up. It's, like, a major thing. L.A. never has stuff like this. Um, we never have black party promoters, so this is new for us. So um, he ended up booking Sheikah and Amaya for a club night, and it went left. So if you're not familiar with how bookings like that go, um, whenever you get booked for a club, 
they pay you your booking fee, obviously, and then of course you get sections and bottles. Well, they did this out of the kindness of their heart, so they weren't getting paid for it, but they also had to pay for their bottles and stuff like that. And if you if you bought a bottle in a club before, you know that that shit is expensive. Like it gets really, really. That's why really I drink water. And so it's like. I think they both had a tab of like $1,600. Now she, cause she, she was like, whatever I paid mine, but she felt some type of way because not only were they not paying her no mind. And then they, they, that's how they were treating her. Um, Kaylani just popped up in support of Sheikah and the spotlight went off of Sheikah and went on to Kaylani. So they started playing Kaylani's music, getting her drinks, photographers was over there taking pictures of her you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I can understand how that feels like imagine me being on the flyer of it my friend who is also in the industry pops up and now y'all turn it into her event now on Amaya's end Amaya said that she said something um at the party about it because you know that's not what she's used to if you get booked for something you get paid and you get bottle service and stuff like that what made her do it out of the kind of what did what did they what did that come from were they friends like what what made i'm guessing that they are friends and then also like i said before la isn't la isn't like a big city Uh, i mean it's not a city that has a lot of black events especially for for um lgbt at all so this is this is really new for them so it could have been a thing where like they know that this is probably like the first year they're doing this and they just want to be in support because they are part of the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so, sense. You know what I'm saying? So they're just coming out in support. I mean, that's just whatever. They're like, you know, whatever. I'm going to show up because um, this is big. We never have something like this in LA, blah, blah, blah. It just was the fact that they were on a flyer and they weren't even doing anything for them. And they were actually part of the reason why people were coming out to see, to do that. But apparently he put his hands on Amaya in the party because of that. I tried to get her kicked out. Um, he was calling her out of her name. After the event, he showed up at her hotel. He tried, he um, burst into her hotel room and she said that he like choked her up against the wall and she had to call 911. Um, he was fat shaming Sheikah online because she made a post about it, about how he was treated. And he was like, nobody came to see you anyway, fat back. And I was was calling her all type of things. Yeah, it was very uncalled for. Calling her all type of things out of her name. And, um, he didn't delete his tweets though. Like his tweets were still up where he were just, he was calling misgendering Amaya, saying that she was on drugs. Like a lot of stuff, like people don't realize that Stuff like that can could be detrimental to her career. She's an actress, you know what I'm saying? And she's black and trans. It's already hard enough for her to get work because of those three things. And then you, somebody who's in the same community as her, will go and come on Beyonce's internet and tell people that this girl is doing drugs or whatever the case may be, when that could really strip her from a lot of endorsements a lot of um, yeah i mean stuff like that people go based off of public opinion and not what was really going on yeah so i really hope they they sue him um she could have she could have a petition to get him um removed from the company from that promoting company i'm sure it's his company though yeah and then um 
the LA Black Pride official Instagram made a post that was very stupid and insensitive. Um, basically trying to fake apologize to Sheka, but they didn't apologize. They, they apologized for not playing her song, like trying to play her like she was just mad because they weren't playing her music. Which kind of semi-confirms that that was him that probably made the darn post. Yeah, that's what's going on with that. Ooh, child. Yeah, when I first heard about the situation, I definitely feel like it was disrespectful. Whether, whether Sheka and Amaya got paid or not, they were definitely hosting that event. And, you know, it's bigger than just playing my music. Like, put some respect on my name. There's clearly a reason why you wanted me to be hosting this event. There's a reason why I'm on this flyer. I'm literally Grammy nominated. I'm doing this out of kindness of my goddamn heart. And you couldn't even provide me with some alcohol that has been inflated 100,000%. Make it make sense. Mm. And then you put all the attention on my celebrity friend when I brought several friends. And it's just as tasteless. And I do wonder who's, when it comes to the music thing, is that on a DJ? How does that even work? That's how out the club I be. I don't understand. What you mean? Like, what should is it a DJ who chose not to play her music and chose to put the put the music on Kalani? You know what I'm saying? Or is the pr- promoter like, hey, play that? Uh, that um, definitely, um, definitely on the DJ. Okay. Because most DJs always say they don't take requests. So, I mean, he could have genuinely not known her music or whatever. But I think that, it, you know, in any situation where I've experienced somebody who, um, whether they're influencer or whatever, or if they have music, they play it if they're in the club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they'll either do research on the artist or whatever. Because it's like you knew she was coming there. Exactly. You knew that. so it's nothing wrong with playing one or two of our songs um or whatever like it's just really really weird and this is another reason why i don't really support a lot of um black gay clubs in atlanta like i literally only go to the marquette and i know that's so fucking ratchet (laughs) let me tell you something about the marquette the Marquette, I'm going to go in there. They're going to play music that I love to hear. The people in there are ratchet and ghetto, and, but the thing about it is they're not rude. They're dancing. They're having fun. They're it's enjoying the organic time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's literally what people go out to do to have fun. These people, these promoters, they they don't really care for me, for one, because I'm not the type of person where I care. I don't care to be on flyers. Just because mm-hmm. I have a lot of Instagram followers and, and I have a lot of celebrity um, clients, clients, they assume that, oh, yeah, so I'm going to I want to be on the flyer. I want to be the host of this club because that's not my brand. I don't even want that associated with me. When I go out, I will pay to get into your club because I'm here to have fun. I don't yeah, want to. that's what you're there for. It's not I don't want to be the star of, the, of that. Like, I'm, I work behind the scenes on my, on my everyday job. So I don't want to be. That's not me. So it's just, it's such, it's like a popularity contest. And even still, like now, promoters do respect me. I appreciate it. Cause like I said before, I do get in a lot of these clubs for free because they respect the fact that I just don't want to be there. But they're like, you know, you do this and you that. I ain't gonna have you paying to get in here. It's, it's, it, they just feel like it's good enough that you're out supporting me and you're willing to do that. But, um, it's just really weird. Like I really, I really wish that it was just a way to get around it. But also, I'm getting older, so that may be another reason why I feel like I'm, I'm like getting over that life. I just like to have fun, though. I like to be outside. 
and see people sometimes, you know. I don't want to be pooped up in the house all the time. But, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. It ain't always a good time. All right. So, let's, um, I was, you know, wondering about what our main topic should be. And then I, it hit me. Come on. Uh, huh? Come on with it. So, basically, um, over the past week, you know, there has been a lot of, um, up and down mixed emotions, support, lack of support thereof for Shakari Richardson, who has who was um who failed a drug test mm-hmm. to qualify to proceed and um compete in the Olympics. And you know, people were really upset because they were just like, you know, y'all, she just lost her mama. She probably just didn't know how to cope. Or some people was like, rules are rules, or some people was like, you know, she knew she had to take a drug test. She went on TV, said that. She said that she knew she had to take a drug test and she chose to do it anyway. So people just kind of feel like it was irresponsible on her part. Um, I think both are true. You know, I think that um, as somebody who has had several jobs in my life, I have had to take a drug test for most of them. And I, even though I don't smoke whatsoever, it is something that I'm always aware of. Even when people are looking for jobs, they be like, they drug test? Like, it's just kind of a thing. It's just kind of like part of the process. And I do wish that she did not risk this opportunity for an edible, a blunt, whatever it was, you know, and I genuinely um, am empathetic for her because of the losses she's taken. Um, but just as much as she showed resilience with the race and went and really showing her true, ta- true talents and prevailing it, I feel like that kind of grace should have been given when preparing for the Olympics. So initially they were announcing, they were saying that um, because she failed a drug test, she had to be suspended for 30 days, which would disqualify her from the um, 100 meter race. But she would be able to participate in the hurdles, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. But, um, you know, the, the race is really where she shines it. Well, anyway, as of about an hour ago, it basically said saying that Shakari Richardson will not be allowed to compete in any Olympic events in the, for the Tokyo Olympics. And it's actually really sad. Um, so I was just curious to know what your feelings are on something like that when it comes like, you know, a lot of people are just saying, like, first of all, she was in Oregon. She got tested in a state that has legalized weed. But the Olympics is literally a global company. It's a global event. It's international. It don't matter what y'all got going over there, because this is what we got for this organization of the Olympics. And so, um, you know, where do you really stand? Not just on her particular. What do you stand on? Like, I don't even know. I want to say, like, just. People maybe not <laughs> adhering to rules. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was going to say that. I understand what she was saying. So, okay, so we grew up in the South. We grew up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We've been taught from the beginning just because of what's around us. Like, I don't think that people realize, like, Atlanta is a very, 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 very Black city. But we have surrounding cities of Atlanta and also uh, the old Buckhead and areas like that where it's a lot of white people and it's a lot of racist white people. Mm-hmm. And we just always was taught to just kind of like follow the rules just so we won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like stay out of trouble. That was always the thing. Just stay out of trouble. Don't cause no, no trouble. Don't talk back to adults. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, like we always have rules set in, in place. Now, as I've gotten older, I definitely realized that rules are meant to be broken because in certain cases, if it was somebody in a, in another race, that would give them a little bit more leeway, or maybe not. Um, when dealing with stuff like this, where it's like um, global, um, I do feel as if the rules are different because if you were to adhere these same rules to something like the Miss America pageant, something that's like really um, patriotic, exactly. Um, <laughs> 
she would have got disqualified as well because of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's responsible of her to not make a big deal because I think that in a situation, a lot of people would have made this about race and they're making it about race now, but they would have, she would have said it herself, but she took full responsibility of it. She did. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, she know that she did wrong. Um, she knew that that was a part of being in Olympus. You cannot smoke. You can't do any drugs, alcohol, whether it's legal or not, because alcohol is legal. But even in certain situations, when they test for those, for you know, because, I mean, you're representing your country. And mm-hmm. that doesn't even, that's, and I, I don't even say that to say that weed is a bad thing, because I'm a person who feel like marijuana is very beneficial, especially to people with anxiety, certain um, uh, illnesses and diseases, um, just healing properties and just mental properties. I feel like that's something that should be legal everywhere. But yeah, it's not like it's performance enhancing. If anything, it would have stopped yeah. her from being her best. Yeah. And it didn't. So um, I do think that she can flip it, though. I think that she should come out with her own line of CBD <laughs> or something. I mean, yeah, you I mean, I don't know. I think she, I can, definitely flip it, think I she can flip it. I don't know if right now, because that's kind of insensitive, especially because she's so young and she probably is going to try to compete against next year and a year after that. I feel like that's kind of that can be a little irresponsible to do that right now, maybe eventually. But like she should just take this as a lesson and next year compete again and if she makes it to the Olympics make sure she does her part and continues going forward I know Twitter was talking about she need to come out with some cannabis and all the other stuff I hear y'all but this is this is for real (laughs) this is literally some not even once in a lifetime but low-key once in a lifetime for an athlete you know what I'm saying so all eyes are going to be on her and how would that make her look you know unfortunately optics do matter but how would that make her look if she's like this college student that's competing she might get kicked out of school you know all these things could just continue to work against her that's just not okay I do you know I just really hate one thing I will say and I know she's a young girl she's from Texas and all the other stuff but she was acting pretty careless about it on Good Morning America I didn't I you know and I had to be like I didn't even see that she was just like I don't know if she was in a hallway or in a room, but she just was like pacing. Well, she probably was nervous, but even the way she was talking to me, it just didn't sound like she was, and maybe she wasn't, she just wasn't as bothered by it happening, but I know she had to be proud. I mean, I seen her tweets after she qualified herself and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, and now I feel like the people that are going to proceed and represent the United States in the Olympics, they're going to always be like the people who do win these, these, these races and stuff like that. They're just going to be like, well, she only won because she carried in race. You know what I'm saying? And who, who even wants to win a gold medal after that? <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, I hear you, but it's like you the best because you beat the best. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Whatever. I just, I just, I, I, as somebody, as someone who is a, an avid rule follower, I just am always super conscious about the decisions I make. And uh, I know everybody's not the same way, so I can expect it. And I'm definitely much older than Shakari, but I just, I just hate that this happened. She got so, and I think, I mean, I think as far as the black community, we're going to, we're going to have her back. But as far as the, the community that's involved with her athletic career, I just, I just hope this doesn't taint her image you know what i'm saying have you ever um been in a situation where you lost the opportunity because you broke a rule yes i've been a rebel since probably elementary school but the one time that i'm sure that me and you can remember is me knowing that the rule book said no designs in my hair (laughs) i went and cut my hair 
and designs and a mohawk and colored it and still showed up for work. And you were not even too much younger than Shakari's age right now. No. I just feel like at that time, like I was a young adult. I wasn't hurting anybody. Um, I understand y'all have rules, but I had a hat on. You couldn't even see it. Yeah, but somebody seen it. You let somebody see it. Not you let, but like you had it exposed. Somebody, you probably posted it on the internet or something. Mind y'all business, get off my page. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's the thing. But, it's, oh, go and ahead. it's so crazy now that I go to Six Flags and you can literally have hair past your shoulders, colored hair. Like you can do whatever Tattoos, you want to do. Phone. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Listen, times have changed. And maybe, maybe this situation with Shakari can change the, the rules. Who knows? But I think it'll be a while before that. But she could definitely be an advocate for it if she really wanted to, you know. I mean, not saying like make an advocate for I don't know. Honestly, I do. I just want something positive to turn to this. And I want her, I mean, I know that she's dealing with something very tough right now, but I do want this to kind of be a lesson, like. And what's crazy is I was too at that same time. You what? I said the crazy part about it was I was too at the same at the same time. Remember, that's around the time I lost my mama. Did you feel like because of that you didn't really care about stuff? Like um, I will say that that definitely had like um an influence on my image, like and just the the things that I did. Um I am partial is because I was trying to act like I was okay when I really wasn't. Instead of getting professional help and trying to deal with it on my own, I found things that gave me adrenaline or yeah. made me feel like, um, Re- you know, rebellion, rebe- mm-hmm. rebelling against just life in general. Like everybody's doing this. I'm going against that. And I'm going to do this. This is what I want to look like. This is what I want to do. This is what I identify with. And I mean, even still to this day, I'm still the same way. So, uh, but I even, but like I said before, like even when I was younger, I felt like I did the same thing. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. It could just uh, come with maturity. But definitely, it definitely um, played a big part in just my rebellion or just going against what I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, and it also makes me wonder who who is representing her, like if she has an agent or uh, what kind of influence she has. Because I can't imagine... I mean, I'm not that they're going to be with her every second of the day, but I feel like there have to be things that they go over with her to prepare for this. And so they can express the importance of how big of a deal this is. Like, cause I mean, yes, we can break it down to like, she's dealing with a lot, but when I think of the Olympics, man, I think of like, is he like, it's just like the ultimate award for being, for being athletic. Like people be playing sports from a toddler through adulthood and to make it to the Olympics to compete against the best around the world is a huge deal. And not a lot of people can say they've done it. And so it just makes me wonder like, how, how was this emphasized to her? Like, did she really want to do it? I don't know. I just have a lot of questions and it's not for me to, to determine. Cause obviously I'm 32 years old and I know right for wrong, but I'm also, and I, but, and I'm not in a mindset of a, a young woman who may be may feel a little bit more free to me you know what i'm saying because it just to yeah. me it just it did come off as like she was just like yeah i did it because what's she gonna say i mean yes you're right but there's some tact to stuff like that like this is i coming off of the positive attention that she got from qualify for qualifying herself and literally she is literally the fastest woman in the country in america so i think that we you know i think that something like that is very powerful and serious and she has been talented in that aspect for a really long time but to me, she didn't 
act as if that was the case and it's not i mean she ain't got to perform for me but it does it does it's kind of like the way i would expect the ceo or a director or a vp of a company to act if something happens with the company negatively i want them to positively represent the company because they have a brand to represent and i feel like the way she was on good morning america was not there and that's why i wonder who's representing her like if she has an agent or whatever i mean she has to have an agent but like did they talk about it before like i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah um probably not unless she was just like yeah i hear you <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know i think that i also think that that's just current state of image anyway like it's if you notice people who are in the entertainment business that are at the top they're up there because they get to speak their mind and say what they want to say and how they feel and act how they want without people supervising what they say i.e cardi beast is a title the creator Doja Cat, um, just people like that who are known to be a little bit more outspoken than somebody like Normani. I had to use her, but I don't know if I ever heard any of the people you mentioned speak out, so I don't even have nothing to compare it to. Like, I mean, interview Cardi B, seriously. I mean, yes, yeah, Cardi, but like everybody after that, Sizzle, Tyler Crater, I don't yeah. know. Like, Tyler Crater definitely like is somebody who is controversial when it comes to interviews and just being even accepting awards. He he says some things that uh, that you wouldn't expect somebody to say when they're receiving an award, and people are like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's I do remember him speaking honest. out about being considered pop or something. He he was classified like incorrectly, I think, for an award, and he spoke out against it, and it was true. I remember that. Yeah. So I I think that that's just where we are now in general. Oh no, that was Childish Gambino. Was I don't even know. Never mind. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I I'm all for it because I also do think that um just looking at previous people who has who have had like really um su- successful careers and they have people to kind of talk for them. Um, they have issues because they weren't able to kind of be their self, whether it was problematic or not. We, we what you mean have people talk for them? Like be there, like say this, say this, say this, say this, and don't say this. Yeah. Not gonna understand. But even when you want to, and you're like, but they need to know this. Yeah. They not understand they need that. to know the real, but they're like, no, that's going to fuck up your career. You can't say no shit like that. Just, I feel I like know. these days the right thing and the wrong thing can ruin somebody's career. But I do feel like no matter what, if it goes viral, you kind of guarantee long-term attention. <laughs> and yeah. it's all about what you do with it. For sure. And maybe that's what was part of Carrie's. I don't know, man. I just hate this happen to her. I was just really freaking excited to see her in the Olympics now. I mean, I don't even watch the Olympics for real. I did used to, I've always watched the gymnastics aspect. I never watched track and field, but I was going to watch for Carrie. But now I'm just like, eh. Yeah, man. Right. I think, I think we all over it for because Shakira not in it. So now they're trying to boycott it. I, I seen some um celebrities like boycott. don't watch the Olympics. I'm like, child. Oh ain't. boy, that's gonna make people watch it. Tell them not to watch it. Yeah, ain't gonna do shit. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if I've had many situations where I broke the rules. Anyway, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I've always been a, a rule follower. I do remember getting my phone taken in middle in high school. Maybe it was like 10th, 11th grade. And we, this is back when, I'm sure it's different now, but we were not allowed to have our phones. I had a, 
a Nokia slider. And this was 12th grade. Anyway, so my assistant principal walked into the classroom. He seen my phone out. And I literally was taking it out because I think somebody was calling me. I wasn't taking it out to use it, but I was trying to silence it. And because we could, the phones couldn't be visible. And they took my phone and they was like, you got to, number one, you can't get it back to after the pelt rally or, or you got to pay $10 to get it back. And I wasn't going for it. So I called my mama and I got my phone back. So, Period. Don't play with me. I know you. I know your mama a rule breaker. Let me tell you something. Listen, I li- now that one. Yeah, what's up? But yeah, it was just like it was one of those situations where I legit was not trying to like people be used to have their phones out playing games, sending stuff. But that was not what I was doing. And I, I'm, I'm like, you're gonna ask a high school student to give you ten dollars that you're gonna pocket to get their phone back? Okay. Scam. Yeah. Very much call, so. Let me let me call Channel 5 News, see what they think about this. My mom always say 2, 5, and 11. She's going to call all on. But anyway, so yeah, I just, um, I'm just interested to know what people who are listening think about stuff like that, or even this particular situation. It's sad, but you know, I do try to look at it just like a job. Like if I, if I failed a drug test for this job I wanted, which could be the best job opportunity I've ever had, they're not going to be like, okay, Alicia, we understand you've been through a lot. Let's just come on in. But it's like the conditions of getting this job offer are to pass this drug test. Mm-hmm. If you don't pass it, you don't get a job. That's just how it goes, and it's not—it's not unfair for somebody to not get a job if they fail it. It's not—it's not based on other things. It's yes or no, pass, fail. No, why them folks be doing cocaine? Because being your system for seven days. Okay, haven't done that. <laughs> I ain't did it either. Never even thought about it. But I—but I definitely be watching little documentaries about drugs all yeah. the time. Be. yeah it's just but you know it is what it is like what can you do i do wish her the best i'm glad it wasn't steroids or something hard like crack <laughs> but or you know some pills or anything like that but you know maybe next year she carry and i hope she still has that same momentum i hope you know not that i hope somebody else don't come in faster than her but i still want her to get her flowers just off of this moment she had this year carry dm me sis <laughs> All right, y'all, let's wrap it up. I got to take my dog out. She is crying in the background, and I do not need her messing up the house or waking me up at 3 o'clock in the morning like she did last night. We'll holler at you next week. Holler at your girl. Holler at your burrow. And your world, and your curl, and your twirl, and your pearl. That's all I got this week. Period. <laughs> Bye.